The Torah content for this week has been sponsored by Judah and Naomi Dardik in honor of Rabbi Moskowitz's second yard site and in appreciation for all those whose love of Torah and excitement for ideas shines in their teaching. Okay, so before we start, just a quick bookkeeping announcement, uh, and I'm just putting this in the recording in case people are listening who usually uh, show up here. So uh, next week, Thursday should be good, okay? Uh, but then I am on vacation, and the goal is to be uh, off the grid at a cabin. Uh, so Friday the 22nd, no shear. Thursday the 28th, no shear. And then Friday the 29th, no shear. Um, and then we'll resume for a little bit more, and then we'll, we'll play by ear after that. So that is the uh, upcoming plan. Okay, so we are on to a new chapter of Pirkeavos, chapter 4. Uh, and this is somewhat of a famous one. So... Uh, this is we're going to be on this for a while, okay? Because there's four clauses, and we might even be on on multiple clauses uh, for or on a clause for more than one session. So Benzoma Omer. So Benzoma says, "Ezehu chacham halamu Now, I've only heard this translated as "Who is wise," and that's how I translate it. But I think specifically uh, or uh, precisely, "Ezehu" means which one you know, which is a wise man, okay? Which I don't know if it maybe it just means, like, who is wise, but just to translate precisely, like, because Eze means which, and Eze who means, like, you know, which one. So, which is a wise man? Halom Adam, one who learns from every from everyone, every person. Shnemer, as it says, in Tehillim 1.19.99, Mikol Malamdai Hiskalti Ki Edosecha Sikhali. From all my teachers, I gained intelligence. Um, for your testimonies, with capital Y, are a conversation to me. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll read the whole thing, uh, even though we're going to only focus on uh, the first one uh, tonight. Ezehu Gibor, which one is a strong man? Hakovesh as Yitro, one who conquers his inclination. Shinemar, as it says, Tov er mi Gibor, Umosha Baruch Milochadir, that's from Mishle 1632. Uh, better one who is slow to anger, uh, one who is slow to anger is better than a strong man, and one who rules his spirit is better than uh, uh, one who captures a city. Okay, Ezehu Ashir, who which is a wealthy man, uh, or which, which person is wealthy? Hasameh Bakalka, one who's happy with his portion or content with his portion. Shnamaraz says, um, Yegia Kapecha Kisokel Ashraka Vatovlach. Um uh through the exertion of your hands you will eat. Uh you are happy and it is good for you. And then the drasha is Ashraka Balamazev, Vitovlach Lalamba. It is you're happy in this world and it is good for you in the world to come. Last one, Ezehu Mukubad, who is honored. Or which which one which is honored, which is honored, Han Mechabedes Brios, one who honors people. Shneimaraz uh, says Ki Mechabdai Echabed Uboza Yikalu. That's from Shmuel Aleph two thirty. For those who honor me, capital M, I will honor, and those who disparage me, um, I uh, will be made light of. Okay, so um, you know, let's do. I'm actually just going to copy and paste this into the chat so you can look at it because that's a lot of text there. So here is the Hebrew, and oh, got all messed up. Okay, whatever. Um, and here is the English. Okay, so let's do what we usually do for um, for multi-clause uh, multi-clause uh, Mishnayos. Let's ask questions focusing on our clause, and then questions that are on the whole thing. You know, like the entity as a whole, those are also acceptable. But let's not get into the details on the other three clauses for tonight. So what are the questions here? And you could just talk uh, with a few people. You don't need to raise your hand. <laughs> it was easier. Um, I guess 
The first one, one who learns from every person is what it says, but then the Pasuk says you learn just from teachers. Yeah, so okay, right. <laughs> okay, right. So the, that's, I, I, you know, I, I think because I only hear the first part of this quoted, I never really saw that question before. So the question is, right. how does the Pasuk uh, from Tehillim support this uh, this definition of, of Chacham? Okay, to the contrary, uh, the, the definition of Chacham says one who learns from everyone uh whereas the pasuk in Tehillim seems to uh say to, to only speak about learning from one's teachers yeah and then a sub question on that yeah if you're supposed to learn from let's say it's more in line with what the pasuk saying how we understand it yeah. What's the Havamina? Like, you learn from your teacher. Like, okay, okay right. you learn from teachers, right? And you can yeah. say, okay, you're learning from different teachers, but like Torah is Torah. So what's like the actual, what are we actually learning? So just to clarify, are, you're saying that uh, question on the Pasuk itself? Yeah. Yeah, okay, right. So, uh, and then, um, and if the Pasuk, uh, Pasuk means uh, that you're supposed, to, sorry, that, that, uh, that he learned from his teachers, that's obvious. Right. Uh, what is the Hava Amina of the Pasuk? Okay. Which might actually be the, the route to answering your question, but the question definitely needs to be asked. All right. What else? I guess also, what does he mean by a Chacham? Like the definition, I guess, right. question. Okay. So, what, I guess, what concept of Chacham uh, is he teaching us? Yeah. And Chacham, as we know, is a very multi-definitional uh, term. Like, uh, you know, you have all the way from, uh, you know, basic definition, meaning, um, you know, someone who has knowledge to like you have, uh, you know, by the artisans who built the the, the things in the Mishkan and the Big Dekuna, you know, Kol Chacham Lev, you know, someone who like has a certain skill, uh, you know, Chacham can mean, you know, cunning. So like what kind of, you know, what is the definition of Chacham here? Um, another question could be, uh, like, why the word Adam is specifically used, or like, who is an Adam? I know there are like different yeah. words uh, to okay, that's, like, name that. Okay, good. So, um, what? Actually, I'm going to just tack this on. Um, first, let me just first uh, tack this on to Lauren's question, just to explain it here. Like, what is a chacham as defined by ha lomed mikol adam okay and then we have fega's question which is within the formula oops sorry within the formulation of that definition um who is the adam and here and why is uh is he referred to by that term yeah um i have another question that's kind of more related to Ben Zoma's personality and okay. this, like, as in, so the Gemara says that there were four people who went into Gan Eden, um, and it's uh, Pardes. Oh, Pardes, thank right, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Ben Zoma was the one who went insane. Yeah, okay, good. Uh, so I was just like, I feel like there's a contrast there between what he's saying. Like, I just, I, I, I was confused by how the two are like work together. Yeah. So it's it's very interesting. We have not really explored that approach in Pirkei Avos. It came up last time we had a Pirkei Avos here. Uh, I think, uh, actually, you know, I might not have quoted it. Uh, give me one second here. Oh, no, no, it, it did come up. We had, um, what was the last one? 320. So we had, um, 
uh, Rabbi Eliezer ben Chisma, uh, who said um, birds nests, or sorry, yeah, bird nests and uh, nida openings are the principal laws, and then Tukupus and Gematrios, uh, astronomical cycles and Gematrios are desserts or appetizers, and I think it was the Rosh Bats who said... No, it was Sforno who said, yeah, that uh, Elizabeth Chisma was someone who was so great in his wisdom and mathematics uh, that they said that he could, um, he knew how to estimate the number of drops in the sea. So, you know, you see there, like, you know, Sforno is basically, like, interpreting the mission of Pirkei in light of who, of, like, the biographical data that we see uh, in Shas about this person. The one who does this a lot is the Rashbats. The Rashbats uh, often will begin his commentary by talking about who this person was based on what we know about them through in Shas, and then uh, and then he'll like learn the statement in light of that. So Fega is referring to this Gemara in Chagiga, which I was actually just looking at before Shir started, uh, just to make sure. I I always forget. I need you know. I know that that. Uh, I know what happened to Ruby Kivan, I know what happened to Alicia Benavuya, but I always forget Ben Aza and Ben Zoma. So I need a good mnemonic. So if anyone has a good mnemonic for this, then uh, let me know. So it says, so, yeah, this isn't a, this isn't a mnemonic, but the way I remember is that in Russian, I like I speak Russian, sum, yeah. like suma is yeah. like sanity. So to say that somebody went insane is on pashol suma, and suma uh, kind of sounds oh, that's like good. Zoma. Okay, yeah, that's so. great. Yeah, I actually came up with one, uh, you know, right before Sheer. Uh, that um, uh, the Shorish of Zion Nun He means to stray. Uh, so like like uh, Zana sounds like Zoma uh, and like his mind strayed, you know? Um, so that that's how I do it. But yeah, uh, we'll see if it works because so far I haven't remembered it. Um, uh, okay, so it, I only have this in English in this here. Actually, well, let's read it in Hebrew. Uh, let's look it up. 14B. Um, always good to see things inside. Uh, so this is in Chagiga because the second parak of Chagiga is the one that talks about, you know, what we call like uh, Kabbalah or, um, you know, Masim uh, Rekav and Uh And so this is the tale of the four who went into parties. So, Tanu Rabbanan, Tanu Brisa, Arba'a Nichnesu Lepardes. Four went into parties, and Ramam says parties means the study of metaphysics. Uh, but obviously, there's different uh, different opinions about what parties is. And here they here these are their names: uh, Ben Azai, Uben Zoma, Acher, Rabbi Akiva. Um, so uh, those are the four: Ben Azai, Ben Zoma, Acher. Acher is means the other, uh, and that's code name for Elisha Ben Avuya. Um, and Rabbi Akiva. Amr lahem Rabbi Akiva. Okay, so this is a weird part. Rabbi Akiva said to them: Kishatem lagim etel avne shayish. So Rabbi told them, when you get to the, uh, where's the pillars of marble? Uh, the stones of pure marble do not say water, water, because it was stated one who speaks falsely will not be established before my eyes. Okay, got it, Rabbi Akiva. I don't know what that means. Okay, then, Benazai hitit umes. Benazai glanced or gazed and died. Allah Hakasuvomer, and regarding him, the Pasuk and Tilim says, Yakar Baini Hashem Hamavs of Hasidab. We say that in Halal. Precious uh, to Hashem in the eyes of Hashem is the death of his pious ones. Benzoma Hitis Vinifga. Benzoma glanced and went uh went, you know, crazy, became demented. Um uh Rashi says, Nifka is nitrofadato's mind got scrambled. Um the Allah Kasuvomer regarding him it says Dvash Matasa Echol Dayaka Pentisbana Vihekeso. Uh if you found honey, 
eat what is enough for you, meaning don't eat more than that, lest you become sated and vomited out. Acher kitit benetios, Acher uprooted the shoots, uprooted the, the small plants. Rabbi Kiva yatsabashalam, Rabbi Kiva uh, uh, exited in peace. So, Fega's question is um, I kind of forgot your question. <laughs> what was the specific question in light of uh, Benzoma? I just, I feel like the two, you know, he went insane and he's talking, he's talking about who's wise. And I feel like if he knows who's wise and he's going to be able to prevent insanity, I don't know. I, okay. like, I just, so, I feel like the two things don't really work together. Okay. Yeah. So l- let's just ask this as a general question here. So um, Benzoma, actually, let me just read this. Uh, I'll put this in order here. So Benzoma is the one, uh, is one of the four who went into parties Okay, so that is uh, Hagiga 14b. And he went insane. Um, so what, if anything, are we to make about his advice in becoming a Chacham, uh, given his severe misstep? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. What else? I don't know if this is the same as my other question. I think it's in the same vein, but where we usually look at Pirkei Avot is like talking to the Chassid in training. Yeah. What I, I still don't get. Like, why do we need this positive? Like, okay, you learn from everybody. Is this talking about like Achdut of the Jewish okay, people? Yeah. Like, it, it all seems right. obvious. Okay. Good. So, um, so who is the intended audience of this Mishnah? Uh, and this Mishnah. Uh, if it is a chassid in training, then isn't this obvious? Yeah. Okay, that's good. Um, I also want to just... A... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry, another question. Um, so I have a different uh, version of Pirkei Abbas open in front of me, and it doesn't yeah. include the second half of the Pasuk. Ooh. It just ends okay. at me calling Dahi Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So uh, you want to... So, okay... Methodology point, two methodology points. Methodology point one is that oftentimes uh, in Chazal and in the Rishonim, then they'll only quote half of the Pasuk and they'll expect you to read the, the, the rest of it. Or sometimes they'll even expect you to read Pasuk afterwards, like, you know, like a whole section. Uh, so that's methodology point one. Um, but the other methodology point, which I've talked about before, is if we look at the most accurate edition of Pirkei Avos, uh, is the uh, Kaufman manuscript. Uh, it also just has the first uh, half. Mikol Malanda Hiskalti. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, it's, it is possible. Actually, you know, it's possible I'm the one who quoted the whole thing where I read. No, no. Uh, yeah. So, the, we, the, the version on Al Torah quotes the whole thing, but the Calvin one doesn't. So, yeah. So, I guess we'll pair that with a question of. Um, yeah. Actually, you know I'm going to just tack this onto the question here. So, so how does the possible interval support the, the definition of Chacham? Um, and, um, uh, I'll say, okay, um, which part of the Pasuk, uh, supports it? Uh, sorry, Pasuk supports it. And then, like, do we need the, uh, the Pasuk in context? Okay. Um, uh, to, to understand it. So I, I want to actually just show you the Pusik in context. Anyone know uh, what the deal is with the Tilum Kufiyot test? Isn't it? It's like the all about Torah and it's the olive. Yeah, so it's the olive. So 
Kuvyotes is the longest parak in uh, in all of Tanakh, uh, and it's the Alapes and goes eight letters for uh, sorry eight psukim for each letter. So this is from um, I guess Mem. Okay, um, so the I, I just translated it here. So uh, the full block uh, here and my derech of approaching uh, this parak of Tehillim, which I haven't like played out yet, is treating like each set of eight as like its own unit. So uh, it's. It says, how much I have loved your Torah all day long. It is my conversation. Each of your commandments has made me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever with me. From and then here's our puzzle. From all my teachers, I became intelligent for your testimonies are my conversation. From elders, I acquired understanding for your precepts. I have guarded from every evil path. I restrained my feet so that I might keep your word. I have not deviated from your judgments for you have taught me how sweet to my palate is your word more than honey to my mouth. From your precepts, I acquire understanding. Therefore, I hate every path of falsehood. Okay, so. We're not going to figure it out right now, but that's the uh, that's the Peregrine context, or that's the uh, Pesachine context. I think that kind of nixes the question. I don't know if this is like going too far, and we're not doing this yet, but we talk about elders here, the evil path, like we're learning from different sources, and we're not right. just learning from the teachers, which... That's a good point. Then we can ask the question, why do they pick that Pesach over all the others, but... Okay, no, no, that's that, I'm going to add that to this, um, which is... Uh, uh, if so, what about all the other... People, he says, sorry, sources, sources. He says he's learning from in the parrot. Oh, sorry, in the in, in the cluster of chicken, in the other uh, chicken. Yeah, okay. Um, actually, I'm going to make the other question uh, into a separate question. Yeah, okay, there we go. Um, I also want to just put my question up here, which I said as an observation, uh, but I'll put it as a question. What is the question of Ezehu? Okay. Um, like, first of all, uh, is it uh, is it asking who is or which is, and what is the difference? And then you could also ask, like, is this a definition, a description, a litmus test? Like, what 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 is this? Like, what what are we being told here? <laughs> told for each of these. Yeah. Um, another question could be like, what does he mean by learning? There's different types of learning. So, like, is right. there a specific one or is there just general? Okay, that's a great question. Um, what is Chacham is Who's Adam? Okay, and then what similarly, uh, what type of Limud uh, is this talking about? Uh, there are lots of kinds of kinds of learning. Kinds of learning. Okay. Yeah. Like is I guess is this is this referring to all of them or a specific kind? Yeah. Okay. Uh, any other questions on the entire thing? Again, not the specifics, but just on the uh, the entire Mishnah that might guide our analysis here. I guess like is there a unifying theme and why he's asking like for Chacham Gibor Ashir? Like right. what's his goal? I guess in terms of asking, it's kind of related to what you said with Eizahu, but. Yeah. Um, how so, are, are they related in any way? Why does Benzoma uh, focus on these four uh, characteristics? Okay. Um, like what unifies them? Oh, wait. Yeah. We don't have answers yet. Sorry. I had an idea. Yeah. No, no. That's, uh, actually, you want, why don't you, if you, yeah, I, th I, think we're, I think we're good. I think that was the only question I was, uh, I was uh, fishing for here. Um, can, I, can I just build off of that one? Yeah, sure. I'm wondering if there's a hierarchy. Okay. Yeah, 
Um, so, uh, I, uh, I, I think that that is definitely possible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me actually incorporate that into the question here, which is, uh, is there an order or hierarchy? Okay. Vanessa, you wanted to comment on that? I wanted to like sort of answer it, but I don't fully remember what I'm remembering. Okay. No, I, 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 I hope it's what I think it is. Yeah. Go ahead. It's, oh, it's when they were in the, when Moshe Romano needed to pick people for something, wow. and I can't remember, and it was four qualities, where they couldn't find anyone with four qualities, so they all just picked the wealthy people. Oh, interesting. Isn't, uh, it, isn't it these four qualities, or am I mixing up? Okay, so are you thinking of when he's appointing judges? Probably. Uh, so the qualities there are, are they if, this is, if this is what you're thinking of. Uh, I'm going to go to the version in Tavarim. Uh, it also is in Parshat Yisro, but... Um, uh, I was remembering Parshat Yisro, so I think... Yeah, that, oh, so we'll, we'll go there then. Whatever partial works, I think it's the same qualities. I just... That's what yeah. I remember. Go to Yisro, and it's in the very beginning. Um, oh, yeah, here we go. The Ata Tekzemi Kol Ha'am, this is Yisro advising him who to pick. You should select from all the people Anshe Chayel, men of Chayo, which I think is wealth. Okay, um, that's like the literal, uh, uh, literal translation. Let's just show you here uh, in the BDB dictionary. It says okay, oh, strength, efficiency, wealth, army. Okay, fine. Um, Yire Elokim, men of fear, God. Anche Emes, men of truth. Sone Bata, uh, people who hate uh, profit. P O R O F I T. Vesamtalim, uh, and then you should appoint them uh, over yourselves, and then. I just do want to see if Tabarim says the same qualities. Um, uh, oh, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Men who are wise and understanding and known to their tribes. Um, I thought it said similar qualities also. Yeah, so not these qualities here. It does say Chachamim, but not, not the other ones. Yeah. Okay. Worth a shot. <laughs> yeah, worth the shot yeah. yeah. Okay. So um I guess anyone wanna uh, offer any answers to these uh questions before we uh before we start? Or just even intuitions. Let me paste these in the chat. I guess like a Habamina, um maybe for the Mishnah, like to start with theirs, maybe sure. if it is talking to a Chassid, then you might think that you could only really learn from your teachers, but but um, but this is teaching teaching you that you need right. to learn from everybody. But then I think then you really have the big problem with the pasuk because that seems to be limiting it <laughs> right. to, right. to teachers. No, I, but I, I definitely think that is the most logical. Have I mean, uh, regardless of who the audience is, but especially if the audience is someone who's a chassid. So so the havamina is you shouldn't learn from everybody. And the reason why a chassid wouldn't think he could learn from everybody is because you would think he was going to only learn from like you know the best or people who are, you know, superior to him. Right. So then, yeah, we have to figure out what the puzzle, what the puzzle means. And then if we're going with that, we looked at the puzzle inside and it talked about learning from elders, learning from teachers and learning from the dark path or I forget the exact wording, but that would seem to corroborate it and not go against it as we first saw right. it. Yeah. Yeah. So it really is, it seems to be more of a problem on the puzzle than the concepts. I mean, I, I, I think, uh, I think that's the, uh, the puzzle is a problematic thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's go through some of Farsham here. Okay. Uh, I chose Rashi. We don't usually do Rashi. I've mentioned this before. Rashi on Pirkei Alves is a little wonky. It's unclear who wrote it. 
because uh, there are like five or six different versions. Um, but I included this one because it seems to be the most simple uh, explanation. So let's just get the simple one out of the way. Um, so first of all, it gives us a little bit of uh, factual information here. So you know, one question which we didn't ask, uh, which uh, uh, is not so important, is why is he called Ben Zoma? Why doesn't he have a first name? Okay. So the answer, he, Rashi says, Lefisha Lohe Rihliyamim. Sorry, sorry. First, he says, uh, Shimun Ben Azai. Sorry, Shimun Ben Zoma, Vishimun Ben Azai, Vishimun Hatemani. So there are three people. Lefisha Lohe Rihliyamim, since they did not live a very long time, Nikru Al Shem Avihem. They were called by their uh, their father's names. Nusach uh, Acher. Uh, these are three who did not have smicha. They didn't get uh, rabbinic ordination. So strange thing that they 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 weren't they didn't live a long time and they didn't get smicha. So they're not called Rebbe and they're not called by their their name. They're called like you know uh, Zoma son. You know I don't know how long they lived, but um, apparently Ben Zoma lived long enough to like, go into parties. So uh, there's that. Okay. So then he says like this. Even someone who's not greater than him in wisdom, he will go there and he will learn. And he'll he'll go and experience like uh, I tried to translate this experience oppressive constraints. Dochak uh, is like squeezing in. And he'll go into any place where there are are people who are uh, you know bnei Torah people who learn Torah. And he won't be embarrassed. And then he quotes the pasuk: Anyone who came to teach me, I would gain intelligence by listening to his words and not being ashamed. Okay, so I think he's definitely answering the main questions. So what I guess what is the quality here that is. Uh, I guess, you know, uh, revealed through the fact that he's like learning from everyone, uh, as Rashi explains it. What would you say here? Like humility. Yeah. Like learn from everyone, not be like, oh, I'm smarter than this guy. I won't listen to what he says. Like he's willing to listen to all perspectives and grow. Exactly. Right. So, um, so, uh, so the question is like, uh, what is the main idea? So uh, it is, um, he has, uh, humility uh and is not uh like you know doesn't let his ego get in the way of pursuing uh chachma. and i'm sure that's going to be an idea that's common to all the approaches that we take okay um yeah any other things that we see here what do we get do we get anything from the fact that he says he he is dohak v'nichnas b'chol makum shem b'nei torah he like squeeze his way into any place there that are B'nai Torah there. That's like a, like in other words, I get the part he won't that he, I get the part that he'll learn from people even who are inferior to him. That like clearly expresses what Vanessa was saying. But what's this thing about like squeezing himself into all the places with B'nai Torah? I don't even know what maybe that means. By the way. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm thinking maybe he wants to like cover his bases or like he's looking for all ideas. You know what I mean? Like he wants to learn all the different approaches maybe. So anybody that's a Torah. Yeah, uh, that that's also I'm finding interesting that he says Shaheen B'nai Torah. Like he's not going everywhere. It seems like Rashi's saying he's not going everywhere. He's going right. physically where there's. That's a good point. So that's actually commenting on Fega's question, which is what type of Adam is he talking about? So it does not mean that's actually a very good question, right? So um, uh, I'm just going to make this as, as a point here. So um, so uh, who is the Adam? 
in Mikol Adam. Uh, so this is seemingly um, only B'nai Torah, okay? Um, inferior, yes, but still B'nai Torah, okay? So he's not going to everyone to learn. Uh, like, in other words, and if you think about it, like, if you're talking about Torah knowledge, you're not going to go to the non-Jewish janitor to learn Torah knowledge. Like, you're just not going to go there, you know? Uh, so that, that would just be a, a misuse of... Uh, or not misuse, it'd be like just um, the odds are against you that you're actually going to like learn Torah there, you know. But if you go into any gr group of Torah people, so, so let's ask this question here. So so what what is he emphasizing by saying that he'll squeeze his way into every group of B'nai Torah? Uh, so I think what Lauren is saying is good, which is that like um, he he wants to make sure that he doesn't miss out on any aspect of, of Torah knowledge. Uh, so wherever there is a, like, uh, you know, a, a Torah culture, um, he'll see if there's, uh, if there's something to gain. I don't know why specifically a group. In other words, he could have easily said, like, he'll go to any person, and we'll see that the, some of the Mufars are going to say that. So I don't know why he, he says any place where there's a B'nai Torah I mean, it could be when he says place, it could be that like he'll travel to, you know, to, to any place that, that is there. I, I'm not really sure, you know. I wonder yeah, if it a... means, sorry. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, you go. Thank you. Um, I wonder if it means like he'll go to different communities, maybe like yeah. if it's plural, like, for example, like a Sephardi going to an Ashkim community and being like, this is still Torah, even though I'm not used to hearing like whatever, or like two different, like going to Chabad right. instead of a YBT, whatever it is. Yeah, so which are out of his um, out of his way and comfort zone, uh, uh, in hopes that sorry, in hopes that they'll expose him him to new to new Torah. Yeah, yeah what were we gonna say? No, I was gonna say the same idea. Just thinking about, I don't know if Rashi knew about like his contemporaries, like in the Sparty, um countries you know what i'm saying but like right i know that the like the the Rebbein that grew up that lived in france and germany a very different derrick than right. the rambam and rambam so maybe he's referring to that I right yeah that's a good place. uh yeah that, that, that's a, i think that's a good um a good application yeah uh, i'm just smiling because uh the uh fun fact is um okay right, let's see let's see who uh, uh if, if you know the answer to this i don't even know if this is this is the true answer which of the famous rishonim that like is is very well learned was the most traveled that he went to the most communities. You know, I know the Chafetz Chaim would travel. Oh, sorry, I'm talking about like no, early, older. Like the, yeah, like like the, the type of the Rishonim in the Mikros Gadolos, let's say, like you know. I'm gonna guess the Barbanel. Okay, so it's interesting. So he did travel, but it's because he got expelled from Spain. You know, I don't think he went all around. Uh, um. So I, I'm pretty sure it was the Ibn Ezra, okay? Uh, Ibn Ezra, like, went to many, many different places. And the fun, there's a fun fact that, you know, the uh, the Bali Tosvos were in in uh, in France, uh, right? Uh, Northern France. Uh, there is an Ibn Ezra, sorry, there's a Tosvos that quotes the Ibn Ezra, uh, which is just bizarre because Ibn Ezra was Sephardic and, like, he went and he traveled there and like and and learned with them and like they quote him, you know. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, but uh, yeah, part of why he traveled, I think, was because he was poor and he was like trying to like find 
you know, a place like a way to make a living or whatever. But yeah. Okay. So that's Rosh. Um, yeah. Can I just, so one idea also um, about why I think that it's interesting that Benzoma, uh, like this first Rashi kind of talks about his personality or what, like his, his life background. Um, yeah. And I think it's interesting way. because if he's younger and I've said somebody who's younger and oh, somebody who doesn't have smicha would yeah. both like they're, I feel like people would respect them less. Right. Uh, so he would be able to see like who actually like listens and like, I feel like he had a per, uh, a perspective that allowed him to see like who's intelligent yeah. because like who's listening to the little, the little guys who are still smart. Yeah. That that's very sense. interesting. By the way, that, 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 that reminds me, uh, hold on just a second. Gotta do my, uh, my, my, you know, traditional uh, book commercial here. So, um, I got this book, uh, Mase Rav by Rabbi Mendy Gopin. Uh, and so this is uh, the sequel. There was one that was uh, published much earlier. Uh, this one is more uh, anecdotes about the Rav um, that are from the people who lived in uh, in Massachusetts uh, with him. And so there's a whole section in here about his intellectual humility and about many examples where he like would learn from um, uh, from people who were like inferior to him. Um, I just want to read two of my favorite ones. Um, so one of them was, so this is from Rabbi Haskell Lukstein. Okay. The famous Rabbi Lukstein uh, in his eulogy. Um, so he says, uh, towards the end of an, the analysis by the Rav, a student noticed a discrepancy, a conflict between what the Rav was teaching and what he we had, what we had learned several months earlier. The student gently raised the question by asking Rebbe, how does this fit with the analysis that we developed some months ago on a similar subject? The Rav's eyes opened widely and he said to the embarrassed student, you are right, I am wrong. Do you hear students? He is correct and I am incorrect. I'll have to go home and relearn the entire subject and present it again tomorrow. Um, or another one, I'll just, uh, a couple more here. Rabbi Norman Linzer, who was a Talmud from 1955 to 1958, wrote that the Rav was explaining a concept in Yoridea when a student asked an excellent question. He stopped the shear immediately and said in these words, if you are right, then I did not understand the right shot for the last 20 years. Uh, the next week he came in with a different shot. And there's like a bunch of stories like this. Um, and uh, yeah, so anyway, um, so that's an example of like the, you know, listening to the mere student who does not have smicha um, and who's very young uh, is, is uh, you know, that's a sign of real chacham. Yeah. Uh, What's good. the name of the book again? Sorry. The book is called Maase Harav. Uh, M I'll just type it in the thing. Um, and uh, this you. is funny because um, Rabbi Uri Pilachowski referenced it on Facebook. And I uh, posted, I, I looked on Amazon, I said, it's only three bucks. And so I bought it for like three bucks. And then like later on that day, then uh, a couple other people like went to go buy it and the price had gone up. And so I guess it was like Amazon's like, uh, you know, algorithm, like, like, you know, saw that people were buying it because I recommended it. Um, and so the prices shot up. So I don't know. I don't know how much it is now, but it's worth it for three, definitely worth for three bucks if you find it for that. Okay. Um, so I actually want the next uh, of the Mufarshim I want to do. Of course, I'm not happy that Tamar and Ayala couldn't make it tonight. But there's one perk of the fact that they couldn't make it tonight, which is that I gave a sheer on this Rubenu Yona uh, on this mission in Pirke Alvos. I think it was earlier this year. And I was, I mean, it might have been last year, but I was kind of worried of like, oh, if Tamar and Ayala are here for this, then it might feel like repetition for them. I don't think the three of you were at that sheer because uh, it was a Monday at Mishle's year. Maybe you, maybe you heard it. But uh, 
uh, we're going to go over it again. Okay, so um, I feel like less less guilty about it now. Okay, so this is a, a decently long opinion on three paragraphs. And th- this is my favorite interpretation of this entire uh, Mishnah. Okay, so he says like this. Um, I'm going to read it in the uh, Hebrew, even though I, I translated it into English because the Hebrew is good. Amru Chachmeh Ha'umos, the, the non-Jewish sages said, Ki hayodea kol someone who knows all branches of wisdom, im eno ohev ha if he does not love Chachmah, eno Chacham, then he's not a Chacham. Ela tipesh hu, but he's a fool. Achar she'eno ohev ha since he doesn't love Chachmah, ki hi hadas, which is the knowledge. Acha ohev osa, umis ave elaha, but one who loves it and desire, yearns for it, desires it, uh, even though he doesn't uh, know anything, he is called a chacham. Uh, because in any event, meaning uh, ultimately, he will acquire chacham. He will attain chacham. Because his desire and his will are in it. Okay, so let's pause here um, and uh, just get what, what are the points that Rabinion is making. Like outside of the pasuk, um, yeah, but yeah, we're we're not at the pasuk. In fact, I don't even know if he. I think he does not explain the pasuk, which is oh no, he does, he does, yeah. He makes a distinction between having knowledge and loving knowledge, right? So, is anyone associating to a particular uh, English or Greek word uh, that fits the description of chacham that he is uh, describing here? What do you call a lover of knowledge? I used to know, but I don't remember. Okay, so so Rubin, so I'm going to say Rubinu Yona's, um, sorry, Rubinu Yona's uh, conception of Chacham is a uh, philosopher, right? Because philo means love, and sophos means knowledge. Okay, so that's what philosopher means in Greek. One of the other Mepharshim actually says that, like, explicitly in Hebrew. He says that this is talking about a philosopher, okay? And um, the, so the idea is that, like, what makes you a chacham, um, a ch- uh, sorry, a chacham is more your attitude towards knowledge than what you actually know. Okay? Now, the interesting thing is, According to Rabbi Yonah, does it matter how much you know or not? What would you say? No. So it sounds like he says no, right? Because he says if you if you know all the branches of of of, of Chachma, but you don't love Chachma, then you're not wise. And to the contrary, or the other side, if you don't know anything and you love Chachma, then you are wise. Okay, so that's an argument for saying that your actual knowledge doesn't matter. However. Uh, well, can you make an argument that your actual knowledge does matter? Well, the hope is that even if you don't know anything, your love of it has to bring you to knowledge eventually. So if right. you just love knowledge, but you never actually learn anything, it's not, you're not a chacham. Exactly, right. So it, that's exactly it. So in other words, it's, it's kind of an in-between thing, right? Which is that, um, which is that, like, on the one hand, Rabin Yona uh, is saying that all that matters uh, is your love of knowledge, of, of knowledge. Uh, not not what you actually know. Uh, on the other hand, he's saying that the reason why we value 
love of knowledge uh, is because one who loves knowledge will definitely ultimately gain knowledge. Okay, so your your actual knowledge uh, knowledge does matter. Um, and what Vanessa said is the is the is the uh, the nafkamina, right? The nafkamina, meaning the um, the the uh, the the case that illustrates the difference is if you love knowledge uh, uh, but don't learn, you aren't a chacham. Yeah. So in other words, I think this is answering the question of. Um, uh, I think this is is even though he doesn't say this, I think this is really highlighting why it says which one is a chacham, meaning not what defines you as a chacham. What defines you as a chacham is your knowledge. But if you're if you're looking like at a pool of students, let's say you look at like a bunch of high school students, and you want to say like which one of these is going to become a chacham, then the Mishnah is telling you look. For the one who is who is in love with knowledge, you know that one is gonna is gonna get knowledge. Uh, so it's like it's a, like a diagnosis uh, of uh, of uh, of you know what they're gonna become. I work with kids and I see this a lot. It like makes a lot of sense. Like it took me a second. Yeah. First when I read it, I was like, I don't understand what the <laughs> yeah remaining Yona saying. But we have kids who like they'll technically like not care about school or like they won't like necessarily do well on tests and stuff but yeah. they'll ask me such intelligent questions that like we have yeah. no issues with their intelligence and like we'll have the vice versa like we have kids and like they're malnourished so that's a different component but like who get straight A's and like are studying constantly but they clearly don't love it and they don't care to ask questions they like yeah. don't know if you have a try and have a deeper conversation with them so yeah i, I same thing I, I i've taught so many straight a students that are not chachamim because they're they're good grade machines, but they're not chachamim, you know, because they don't love they don't love learning, you know. Uh, again, might not be their fault, but the but they're they're not uh, in this category. Okay, let's go on in Rabbi Yona, unless there's any other points you want to make here. Um, I also think it's, there's a kind of like a little uh, irony, not irony, but it's like he's quoting the non-Jewish sages, right? So he's he's practicing what he's preaching here, right? Is that uh, or he's practicing what Rashi's preaching? Uh, that you should you should learn from uh, or not really Rashi. No, sorry, I'm getting my my Mepharshim mixed up here. Okay, so then he says a uh, uh, he says there's gam yish ba'ava zo There's a, a second benefit in this love of chachma ki ahavaso ha lo nihiasa His love of chachma cannot exist except out of fear of Hashem. Shezeha oheveneman misave b'chachma hamitis. This true trustworthy lover. Sorry, this. Trustworthy lover uh, will desire true chachma. Reishi's chachma yiras Hashem. Um, the beginning of chachma is fear of Hashem, or the choicest chachma is yiras Hashem. Uh, that's in Tehillim. Nimtes Omer. So consequently, it says ki ohev chachma yareas Hashem hu. Someone who loves chachma will fear Hashem. Vezehu sheamar Shlomo. This is what Shlomo Hamelach means when he says im tevakshena kakasef vachamat monim tachasena az tavin yiras Hashem v'dasa l'kim timsa. If you search for it like silver and you you seek it out like hidden treasures, then you'll understand uh, a fear of Hashem and knowledge of God you will find. If you desire Chachma, which is the root of the world, uh, and you yearn for it, like you, you yearn for money, then you'll, you'll understand fear of Hashem. Uh, you will definitely get true chachma, shemimena tavin yir sashem, timsa, and uh, you'll find knowledge of God. Okay, now, 
when I read this, I was like, okay, he is saying something definitely. It sounds like he's throwing around a lot of just like fear of Hashem terms. So like, what is his main point here? And, and he introduces it by saying there's a second benefit in this love. So like, well, if you had to say like his main point, um, is it that he's saying that Chachma leads you to fear of God to hear Hashem? Yeah, I think so. Right, he's saying that that like not only will love of Chachma, obviously he's saying love of Chachma leads you to fear of Hashem. So not only will love of Chachma make you a Chacham, okay, but it will also bring you to fear of Hashem. Okay, now he's not explaining how, but he seems to be saying that that because Chachma is the root of the world. Then, and because the beginning of Chachma is Yerush Hashem, or the, the best Chachma is Yerush Hashem, which we'd have to see the Rebbein Yonah on that Pasuk, uh, or the Pasuk in Mishle that corresponds to that in order to really get what he means, uh, which we're not going to go into right now. He, he's basically saying, like, you're going to get the bonus of also becoming someone who has um, who has Yerush Hashem uh, through the love of Chachma. Um, and so there's just another perk, you know? Yeah. I don't know why Rabin Yona feels the need to mention this here, you know, because I'm sure you can have lots of benefits of like loving Kaufman. I don't know why he has to say this here. Um, but uh yeah. I wonder if this is his way of the last quote was from the non-Jewish sages, and I don't think he's trying to say mm-hmm. that our job is the same as like the going where like right maybe just the end all be all is Kaufman. Like Kaufman for Kaufman's sake doesn't mean anything to a Jew. For a right. Jew, it has to bring it to Hashem. Okay, that's actually love that's a great that whether or not that's the point he's making, that is a great thing that emerges from what he's saying, which is that that this uh is what differentiates uh the uh the 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 Jewish philosopher from the non-Jewish uh philosophers. Um uh is like our our love of Kachma uh leads us us to fear of Hashem. Yeah. That's a great point. Uh, I just have a question. Sure. So it seems to be that um, Rabbein Yonah is saying, if you have if you have Chachma, then you have Yeras Hashem. So then wouldn't the question be, who is who is a Chacham, one who has fear of Hashem? Well, not necessarily, right? Because he's saying that what is going to be the determinant that guarantees that you're going to become a Chacham. That's how he was learning the first part. So having Yeras Hashem does not necessarily guarantee that you're going to become a Chacham, but having love of Chachma does guarantee that, and it'll guarantee that you'll become someone who fears Hashem. Does that make sense? I think so, but then what type of Chachma? Because there are people who are very intelligent, but who do not have uh, Yeras Shemayim. Right. So let, let's read the third paragraph of Rabbi Yonah. I don't remember offhand if he addresses that, and if not, then we'll, uh, we'll try to address it. So this is where he explains the Pasuk. So he says, uh, This one means, He loves Chachma so much that he seeks it from every person. Even someone who only knows one thing, he'll learn it from him. Then he will become, he'll become successful and intelligent. And that's why he's called a Chacham. He's called uh, as it says, from all my teachers, I became intelligent. Amar Shkin Amar Davi, this is what David said, Shalaman Mikol Adam, he learned from every person, Vlohaya Omer, Ze Enyo Yudea Kamoni, Kimikulam Lamad Hiskel. 
he didn't say like Rashi. He didn't say this person doesn't know as much as I do, but rather he learned from everyone. Mashallah Adam Shehifsid Kli Katan I like that much. He says, this is like if you lost a small object, let's say like you lose your car keys, right? Um, or you lose like a, a ring or something, right? You're not going to like say, well, I'm only going to ask people who are better than me. I'm not going to ask these inferior people. Like, no, you'll look for it for, you know, it, who it is doesn't matter. You'll you'll ask for, uh, look for it from, from everyone. Yeah. Okay, so um, uh, I, I, we'll, we'll get back to Fega's question in a second here. Uh, but the end. so what is he uh what is he saying here? He seems to be he's trying to explain the uh the Pasuk, right? So is he is he answering our questions on the Pasuk? I don't know if this answers it, but it, it sounds like his approach to the Pasuk is that it's saying the H thing that like if you know Aleph, teach Aleph, if you know Bet, teach Bet. Okay. Yeah. Uh right. So he does clarify that the the people that W was talking about are people who might only know one thing, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, they still have to know one thing. Like, he can't be a pure Russia who, like, literally has no Torah in him to learn. But, like, yeah. any little... I think this expands it beyond just the, like, Tommy Chacham. Okay, so the Pasuk is talking about some... About people who may only know one thing. Uh, but but David will still learn from them. So I think the way he's, he's explaining the Pasuk is... You know, I, I think you kind of unlocked it with your question... Um, about the Havamina, like, uh, where was it here? Uh, oh yeah, here. Uh, if the puzzle means he learned from his teachers, that's obvious. What's the Havamina? So I think the Hav, I think the, the, um, in other words, you see it saying, I learned from all my teachers. And so the question is, well, yeah, obviously you did. So the Kiddush, the new point is in who he's considering to be his teachers. The fact that he's calling all people his teachers uh, is, uh, is I think, the what the, what the Pasuk is saying, you know. Um, and that's something that is a Kiddush. Not everyone would call all people his teachers. I think that's really cool. And it's not just learning from every, like, if you're if you're truly considering them a teacher and you're truly at that level of humility, you're going to consider them a teacher because you've learned them. That's really cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. The Kiddush of, right. So the Kiddush of the Pasuk. Uh, is that David learned from all people to the point where he considered all of them uh, my teachers, even if he only learned one thing from that person. Yeah. Okay. So uh-huh. now, yeah. Um. So the Gemara talks about how you're able to learn um, different ideas from animals. So I'm yeah. just wondering, like, is that just not included? <laughs> like, is that Right, they're not people, so right. So I don't think that I think the Gemara. I, I think uh, my guess is that Rabiniona would consider that to be you learning from yourself or like by yourself. That's like bina. That's like deriving new knowledge on your own. Uh, the animal is not telling you things. Like you're observing the animal and then inferring, you know, extracting knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yep. So the, the question still remains what, what Fega asked, which is what type of knowledge are we talking about here? Okay. And Rubiniona didn't say anything to directly answer that question. The only thing he he alluded to was the um the beginning of knowledge is fear of Hashem. So I actually don't want to go into that right now because I think we'd have to go into that Pasuk. And that's a very important Pasuk, but that's like a whole 
study on its own about like, what do we mean when we say that, that fear of Hashem is the beginning of wisdom? So I, I think let's set that question aside. I have given Shirim on it before. So uh, if you're interested, I could send you those Shirim, but I think we'll, uh, we'll leave that question aside for Rubin and Yona at least. Okay. Okay. I want to go to next one of the Mepharshim who I did not translate because I, I forgot that I did this over Shabbos. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to read it. Um, uh, that this is, um, this is probably how I would have interpreted it uh, on my own. Similar to Rashi, but he quotes a lot of sources. He says like this. Uh, and some of this overlaps with Rabbein Yara. So this is Rabbein Abachi ben Asher. Yedua ki ha-chacham eno nolad chacham. It's known that a chacham is not born wise. limud. He needs learning. Velomi melamed echad bilvad, not only from one teacher, rak mi melamedim harbi, but from many teachers. Ruzal, as Chazal say, lomin ha-kol adam limud. The person does not merit to learn from... Um, uh, from everyone. I don't know what that means. person doesn't merit to learn from everyone. I, I, I don't know how that supports what you just said. I mean, I guess it's saying... Can you say the full sentence again? Yeah, he says, uh, he says um, you don't only learn from one person, uh, but you learn from many people. As Chazal say, uh, you don't, a person doesn't merit to learn from everyone. I guess... Saying he doesn't merit to learn from everyone is implying that learning from everyone would be a good thing, which implies right. that he should do that, right? Okay. Uh, after he learns from his teachers more, then he'll learn more from the Torah than what he learned from his teachers. Because when the Torah and the testimonies are his conversation, he will gain intelligence more from them than he did from his teachers. Okay, so so I think he's learning this. See, if you look at the Psukim in, uh, in Perik Kufiyot Tess, the translations are a little difficult. Let me actually show you in the uh, the Hebrew. Give you a test. Mem. I have to tell my joke because I I know so few jokes. I feel like I told this in a shir very recently. So pardon me if I'm repeating this. About I heard this from Rabbi Kornfeld, uh, my my uh, Shul Rabbi, and in uh, in Seattle. So he said. Some people have, uh, so the, the joke is, um, why do people, uh, why is 120 years the maximum lifespan? So he says that there is a minhag that some people have, apparently, that that uh, they say a, the parak of Tehillim corresponding to their age um, uh, uh, every day. Uh, and he says, Kufiyot <laughs> test is so long that by the time you're, you're, you've done that for a whole year, then, then it kills you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, it is weird to see a, a parak where like the the psukim you know go up to like what is it 150? Uh, where did we just see 150. Why am I not doing this? Yeah, 176 psukim. Yeah. Um, okay, where are we here? Uh, 90. Okay, yeah. So here's the difficulty in the in the translation here. How much do I love your Torah all day long? It's my conversation. So if when I first read that, I thought it was saying, from my enemies, your mitzvos have made me wise. Okay. Now, Art Scroll translated this as 
you, each of your commands has made me wiser than my enemies. So the the, the ambiguity here is the word the the prefix mem in Hebrew can either mean from or it can mean than. So here, at least our scroll translates it as mitzosecha me oivai that my your mitzos made me more wise than my enemies. Okay, but then here mikol malamdai hiskalti. Um, from all my teachers, I be I I, I became intelligent. Okay, and then mizakinim as bonan from elders, I became uh, 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 you know understanding. But it's possible Rabbeinu uh, Bachia is not translating it as from. It sounds like he's saying, yoser. After I learned uh, more, uh, you know, this might be hold on a second. This might be a typo. Do you want to check this? When I scanned this today, it duplicated a bunch of, of uh, words, which I've never seen before. Ahri. Ah, okay. So the footnote, it is somewhat of a type. The footnote says it should say harbe. Oops, sorry. Uh, where did that go? Harbe. Yeah. So um, after I learned a lot from my teachers, Yil, uh, Yilmud Minha Torah, Yoser Mimashalamim Imalamdav. That I he learns from the Torah more than he learned with his teachers. Why? Because when the Torah and the testimonies are his conversation, he will learn from them more than he learned from all of his his teachers. Okay, so in other words, uh, I'm just going to summarize the Rabbeinu Bachia points as we go. I'm here. He's going to come later. Um, uh, Rabbeinu Bachia. So he's saying here that, hold on, that um, that if you learn from your teachers, sorry, learning from your teachers will equip you to be able to uh, to mine more from your Torah, okay, than what your teachers taught you, right? So, for example. Um, <laughs> Rabbi Moskowitz taught me uh, Mishlei, and I learned Mishlei from Rabbi Moskowitz. But because he gave me those tools, I now can learn way more Mishlei than uh, than than any of the Mishlei that he taught me. You know, uh, so that's like the ideal uh, the ideal teacher. Um, oh, we didn't finish this. Oh, did we finish this? Yeah, we did. Okay, fine. So that's his first point. So does that help us with the pasuk? It's not explaining how he's learning from all people yet, though. All right, so let's go on. Um, so he says now, Vyadua kikinyan hachachma kikinyan hamamon. This is like a, a, a better, in my opinion, better analogy from uh, uh, than the Rabbin Yonah's version. Rabbin Yonah gave the, the analogy of if you lose an object, then you'll you'll ask for it from everyone. Okay, but Rabbin Yonah goes the money route. Uh, Rabbin Bakli goes the money route. He says... It's known that the acquisition of Chachma is like the acquisition of money. If you are a merchant who wants to make profit uh, in money and to fill his uh, bank account, you don't care who you make money from. It doesn't matter if he's a, a revered person or he's a lowlife. You don't care whether this guy is a Jew or a non-Jew. Kim Koadam, who wrote you'll make profit from anyone. All uh, right, so this is uh, advocating, uh, you know, unbridled capitalism. You don't even have to investigate the person who you're getting profit from, no matter who, who it is. 
your the 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 merchant has, only has his eyes and heart on the money, on the profit. As long as he's doing it in line with righteousness and justice. So too with Chachma. A Chacham is a merchant of Torah. Okay. Uh, its merchandise is better than merchandise of silver. Since he's striving to fill the his bank of Chachma, he, he should not differentiate between people who he gets Chachma from. If this person is greater than you in Chachma in years, he should not be embarrassed and say, oh, I'm not going to learn from, from uh, Chachma from so-and-so. I feel like there's a typo there. Uh, the 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 merchant, a good merchant, will um will make money from anyone. Okay, so uh, apparently Argamar doesn't have this. This says you should accept um truth even from a magos. I think a magos is like a, a magi, but it's like a non-Jewish like heathen. You know, the the version of this that we're familiar with, yeah, he says min umos min. I think it's supposed to be min shib umos, a non-Jewish heretic. Um. The version of this we're familiar with is the Rambam is Kabehamas Misha Amro, except the truth from whoever says it. Uh um Okay, so he's taking me oivai literally from my enemies. Uh I have become wise in your mitzvos. Okay, how so? Viparik Amar Rebi in the chapter that uh um uh called Amar Rebi, it says Dabrze Limad. Limdani Antoninus. Uh, this is what Antoninus taught me, Umikra Masayo. And the Puzzle supports him, Upikodaka Shamra Ruhi. Okay. Anyone know what the whole business with Antoninus is? Was this Rabbi's friend who um, mm-hmm. like was a Roman and like they would yeah. have Shabbos meals together and they just Yeah, like, right. Hang out? So so there yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's Rabbi Hudanasi had some friend in the Roman government named Antoninus. Uh, I'm gonna do two book advertisements today. So um, someone, uh, um, one of my listeners bought me a book. Um, uh, he said, have you ever made an episode? Oops, sorry. Did not mean to cancel my video. Uh, he said, have you ever made an episode of the Stoic Jew podcast about who Antoninus was? Because who, I mean, you know who people say Antoninus was? The word on the street? Is they say it was Marcus Aurelius. Okay. So, um, so this person uh, asked me, uh, "Have you ever made an episode of So Do Podcast on that?" And I said, "No." So he bought me this book called "The Prince and the Emperors: The Life and Times of Rabbi Judah the Prince," and it has a whole section in it about who was Antoninus. And basically, the author Dov, Dov Zakheim goes through, and he goes through. You know, here are the five uh, emperors who were um, alive during Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi's life. What are the odds that Antoninus was this one, this one, this one, this one? So I'm not going to spoil it. He does conclude, though, that it's not likely that it was Marcus Aurelius. Um, but And it, he says it's possible that it could be like a merger of, you know, historical characters and like fiction. Because some of those uh, Midrash and the Fagos referencing uh, definitely sound, um, you know, fictional. Um, but the point is, is that like, you know, it seems like Rebbe Yehuda Hanasi had a Roman Chacham friend who he learned with. And sometimes he would bring... 
uh, he would learn ideas in Torah from him, you know, uh, from his enemy. You know, again, enemy, not that he was actually enemy on a personal level, but like the enemy nation. Okay, so then he says, um, yeah, so I think the point is fairly straightforward here in terms of the merchant example. I do think it's a better analogy than Rabinionas because it's saying that like, Rabinionas is saying like, you're not going to be ashamed to ask for a lost object from someone, even if they're like inferior to you, which is true. But this is like really saying, you know, if you're making money, you'll want to seize every opportunity to make money. It's like a positive acquisition, you know? So to the Torah, you're not going to care whether it is, uh, as long as it's a legitimate way to make money, you're not going to care who you make money from. You're just going to make money. So, so too with Chachma, that's what you should do. Um, oh, sorry, he goes on. Therefore, someone who recognizes the value of Chachma should strive to acquire it from everyone. And then he gives a controversial example. So uh, even Elisha ben Avuya, who was one of the four who went into Pardes, he is the one who uprooted the shoots and, and became uh, corrupted. After his corruption, Rabbi Meir learned Torah from him. Okay. But Tamuhual Allah Bagamara, the Gemara uh, is astonished by him uh, and says, like, how could Rabbi Meir learn Torah from him? Okay. And it, it's against it. And the answer is, Rabbi Meir, Hechi Ava Gamir Mipumi de Acher. So it says, how could Rabbi Meir learn from the mouth of Acher? Acher was a heretic. Uh, you know, you have that story about Acher was riding on a horse on Shabbos and Rabbi Meir was walking alongside him learning Torah. And then Acher, said, you know, Mayor, stop here. This is where the Tchum is. So he still cared about his student, but he, uh, Acher himself violated Halakha. So the, what's the answer? V'amru Rabbi Meir rimon matzah tocho ochal klipaso zara. Rabbi Meir found a pomegranate. He took the uh, the food out of it and he cast off the, the, the husk, you know? So I think the Gemara, plain shot of the Gemara there is that only Rabbi Meir could do that. Uh, that we shouldn't go learning from people. Oh, yeah. It's bringing up this uh, halacha that you should only learn Torah from a rav who has good midos. And uh, the ant- and uh, and the concern is that you'll be influenced by him uh, for the bad if he has bad midos. And so the Gemara says, what about Rabbi Meir? And the Gemara says, yeah, Rabbi Meir could learn from Acher without being influenced by him. Uh, but not everyone could do that. Um, but I think Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar is bringing the point here that, you know, aside from the midos issue, we don't say that the chachma of someone is somehow like tainted or inferior because it comes from a bad source. Um, and, and you should get it from wherever you can get it from, even if it's a heretic. Uh, this teaches us that anyone who seeks chachma and recognizes its value, it's a very strong word. He says you should not investigate after the person who you learn from. That's got to be a typo. Oh, so she yakar. It's not a typo. Since Erech uh, Chachma, since he values uh, the Chachma, Vzehu Shamar David Mikom Lamdai Hiskati Kiid Vosecha Sigli Yivarakasov. So, what does the pasuk mean? Ki David Hayalamim Mikol Malam Dav Maskimahim. David learned from all of his teachers and uh, became intelligent through them. This is because the Torah was his conversation. And because of his, um, of its virtue, the Torah is like a stature. He was, he treated himself lightly. He didn't like, uh, you know, uh, um, try to like make himself honored. 
uh, and he learned from every person. That's one of the signs of someone who seeks Chachma, that he learns from everyone and he does not get embarrassed. Then he'll uh, he'll ascend to the to the trade of Chachma. And that's what Ben Zoma says. By the way, this is not Rabin Bakhi's commentary on our mission. It was his Hakdama to the Perak. Um, so that's why he then goes on to explain the um, Ben Zoma statement. Yeah. Okay, so I, I think this is pretty straightforward, right? I mean, I think this is shot that you'll learn Torah from, uh, Chachma from anybody, and uh, and he's going so far as to say, like, don't even doesn't matter if the guy's a heathen or a heretic, uh, you shouldn't even check who it is. Just look at the ideas themselves. Yeah. Okay. Any questions or comments on this? Okay, I'll take that as a no. Let's do one more. Okay. Um. It's possible that we will do a second session on this clause because there are there is a lot more to say. Um, and one of the topics I actually did want to go into is like, how far do you take this? Like, I, I do want to do this tomorrow with Rebbe Mayer um, and see, like, you know, should you learn from all people? Like, what about nowadays in the, you know, there's like, you know, certain, uh, you know, like we do say that you shouldn't just go into every Chachma at any time. You could end up, you know, you know uh, going off the derech. So like, you know, uh, I didn't know how much I wanted to get into that. Okay, let's tonight just do one more, which is the Meiri. Where's the Meiri? Okay, Meiri says like this. Ben Zoma Omer, Okay, Dai, he's called he. Meaning, from each one of my teachers, I became intelligent. Vlamadati, uh, and I learned. Vlamanu Shaloyis Naheka Adam Binyan Limuda Bimina Ustrara. We learn from here that a person should not conduct himself in his learning with a trait of haughtiness and authority. Glomar, as if to say, How can I go to so-and-so to learn? Um, uh, why do I need uh, so-and-so to learn from so-and-so when I'm learning from another so-and-so? Um, Rather, you should go to anyone to learn from who you see will be uh, make you successful in your learning. Bahanagazos and this uh conduct to the Yehuli Day Chachma. This will bring you to Chachma. Okay. So then he says, um, Umash Amar Chacham. When he says, Who is uh, which one is a Chacham? Al Shem Sofa. That's talking about the end. Um, which one uh Ezehu Magia Lios Chacham? Uh, which one will become a Chacham? The Alpha P Meharbe. So this is another interesting side topic that I might want to go into. Even though the sages disparage someone who learns from many people, okay, so they know they speak against someone who learns from many people. Uh like it says in the beginning of Khulin, Yurchasamudbez. So it says Man Amra Yosef. Sorry, Man Amra, who said this? Uh, we don't know the con- need to know the context. It's uh, asking for a source. Yosef Parchia. Uh, so then the Gemara says, Yosef Brachia mikuli gamir. Yosef Brachia, he learned from every he learns from everyone, and saying that is a negative. Uh, Shama Rav Yosef, and Rav Yosef heard that ikpad, and he became angry. Uh, Amar, he said, Ani mikuli amagamirna. I, I, you're telling, you're saying I learned from everyone. No, Ana mi Rav Yehuda gamirna. I learned from Rav Yehuda. So the point, though, the Gemara is making is both sides of this Gemara are treating learning from everyone as something that is negative. So Miri saying, even though the Gemara speaks badly about someone who learns from every from from lots of people, he says, "Efshar Shabachma Achas Tov Shetihe Lo Kabbala 
It's possible that in a particular branch of Chachma, it's better that a person has a tradition from one expert. But here in our Mishnah, the intent of Ben Zoma is you should, in any area of wisdom, you should strive to learn from the expert that you find. Um, if he, a person sees that for a different branch of wisdom, there's a greater expert than a previous teacher who taught him something else, uh, he should go after that new teacher. Even though he is not the of, of the same quality as the person before him. Okay. Now, I don't know if you caught it. Does anyone catch a... Uh, I don't know if you want to call it a problem in the Meiri, but definitely way different than than the other opinions that we've learned so far. How is he learning uh, our Mishnah? From what I understand, he's saying something just entirely different. He's not saying like, hey, you should learn from everyone, go play, play. Like, he's saying, no, you should have like a set, not even a set person to learn from someone, but like, you should be looking out for the best. It seems to be contrary to the other. Exactly, exactly, right? So the, the problem... He's saying you should be selective. Exactly, right? So so, so the problem is, is like the Meiri seems to be learning that Halomid Mikol Adam means... Uh, you should seek out the best expert in that field and only learn from that from from them until you find another expert. Okay, so the question is, this seems to go against the shot against the, like the, the straightforward reading of Halom and Mikuladam. I think. If I want to play devil's advocate for the yeah. theory, which like I don't want to, I don't like this approach, but. I think the idea is like you can't just be like, oh, my Rebbe knows everything and like only learn from one person because that's closed minded. The Mary is saying, no, you have to seek the best Chachma. Like you need to go to Rabbi Shnei for Mishlei because he's a Mishlei guy. And like you need to go to so and so for this. Like you need to know where you like the idea has to. I think all of the Rishonim are putting the emphasis on the Chachma and not the person. And that's the whole point. I think the Mary is just reaching that point in a different way where the Mary is saying you need to seek out Chachma by finding the very best people. And that'll yeah. be different people, and you can't just think it's like that one great person you like, because that's yeah. like borders on idolatry or like overglorification or whatever. Yeah. Whereas the other commentators are like, no, you need to learn from literally every little nook and cranny, and they take a different emphasis. But I think, I think the reason why the Meiri is not like just getting this out of nowhere and why it's still based in the pasuk is because he's still focusing on the chachma. Okay, so I I agree with you, and I'm just gonna take the one last step here, which is, um. Or actually, I'll throw the question back at you, which is, like, how would you characterize the difference between, like, in precise terms? Like, what is the subject of this Mishnah according to the Me'iri, and what's the subject according to the other Rishonim? As Vanessa said, both of them have to do with, like, not letting your ego get in the way or not letting, like, other, like, blinders get in the way of where you got Chachma from. But but I think the Me'iri is answering holds that Benzoma is answering a different question than what the other Rishonim are holding. Or it's a different subject. I don't know how to put it. I feel like maybe Benzoma, I mean, maybe the Meiri is focusing on the Chachma itself. Well, no, maybe I'm getting them confused. I feel like one of them is focusing on the Chachma itself and the other one's focusing on the person. Yeah. How the person could become a Chacham. 
Okay, what what do you mean by that? Oh, wait, 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 now I'm getting confused. I have to think of it. I thought what yeah. I'm because I was thinking about is can you go up? I guess the beginning of his. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, the eerie. Yeah, there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he starts off sounding like um, like Rashi. You know, like don't be too prideful to go to to Sonto. I think that's what the difference is. I think the other Rishonim are focused more on like the humility of someone and being like, no, you have to learn from every little place. Whereas yeah. the Meiri's focus is more on both of them are focused on Chokhmah, but I think the Meiri is less focused about your humility and more about breaking your perspective and making sure that your eyes on the ball, which is the Chokhmah and not who you're learning from. The Meiri doesn't really care who you learn it from. The Meiri really cares right. about what you're learning whereas like i think the other commentators are more like everyone has someone to offer and that humanity is a little more woven into it okay i i hear what you're saying i'm gonna give what i think is is uh is a uh a superior answer yes okay. please i, I don't feel so yeah, sure, no, no, no. I'm just trying to get yeah okay, so, so I, i'm not disagreeing with the content of what you're saying but here's what i think it is is the other rishonim learn that ben zoma is telling you how to get Okay, but the Meiri is telling you how to select a teacher. Okay, in other words, the, the, looking at Rabbi Bachia's analogy, he was saying like, you know, you want to make profit, so make profit from anyone you, that you can, right? Get some from this guy, some that, from that guy, some from that guy, you know? But the Meiri is saying, if you need to get a mentor for yourself, right? A mentor in any area of Kachma. So... We say that you really should stick to um, to one person, and it should be the best person. Within that, you shouldn't let ego get in the way, and you should be willing to drop this person if you find that that there's another person who's better at a different thing. But like he's saying, when you're selecting a teacher, then who then you, you know what you should be willing to learn. In other words, you should be willing to make anybody your teacher. But the mission is about who to select as your teacher. Everyone, the other research I'm talking about how you get just chachma in general, like individual ideas. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. I'm like okay. burning out a bit, but <laughs> that's why oh, I'm okay, like not responding super well. Okay, yeah, no, 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 that's saying, fine. We're going to end soon. I need a... So I'm just going to type that out. The Miri is saying um, uh, that like when selecting a teacher slash mentor, you should be willing to learn from every man, but you shouldn't like try to make every person into your, your, your teacher or mentor. Okay. In other words, this is about who you are establishing as your teacher. Uh, And so, so whereas the other reason we're not talking about a teacher student relationship, they're just saying, whenever you're getting Chachma, just get it from whoever. I guess my question then is how, how can we say that that's the interpretation I don't think the Pasuk says one who learns from every person, not many people. The Mishnah? The Mishnah, sorry, yes. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. The Mishnah says a wise person is someone who learns from every person. I don't understand how to make Aries talking about every person. I understand that we're saying many people, but not every person. Right, so I, I think, think that's what, what I'm missing with the Miri. Right, so I think what he's saying is that, that Benjamin was answering the question, um, like, in other words, um, who should, uh, yeah, I don't think I would put it. 
Yeah, that's a little difficult. I, I but what I'm trying to say is he's trying to say like, like oh, I'll give you an example, right? Like let's say for example, you know, someone is looking for a, a teacher, okay, in Torah, right? And let's say they have a specific criterion in mind that oh, in order to be my teacher, it needs the person needs to have smicha. Or the person needs to be a man, you know, or the person needs to have a beard, you know, or the person needs to have finished shas. And Miri's saying, no, 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 none of those criteria matter when it comes to choosing a teacher. Anybody could be your teacher, but you should choose the best person possible. Okay. So that's so like, like, he's learning yeah. from anybody. From I anybody, guess. right. Fine. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Okay, good. Uh, I want to stop in a second, but I want to show you one thing, and I'm, I'm specifically going to show you just an ex excerpt from this. Sworno, as usual, learns the entire Mishnah in one flowing thing, but I just want to show you one, just how he learns the Benzoma local part here, okay? So he says, this is, and I haven't seen anyone else who says this, he says, Amar Benzoma, she'oso chacham asher bodibranavi, hu hachacham bimedinios. This wise man... So he, he ties it to my favorite psukim in Yirmiyahu. So that's why he's talking about the prophet. But he says, it's a person who's wise in Medinos, in the ways of the world, uh, meaning like, like decision-making, interacting with people. That the majority of this type of wisdom is rooted in experience. This can only be attained if you learn from all people, Laman Yala so that you get so that you accumulate lots of experience. So this is what like Mortimer Adler has this phrase that he calls um uh that uh, he says one of the, the reasons why you should read is to get vicarious experience. You know, you are limited in terms of your lifespan and in terms of what you do. And you're limited to your own experience. But if you hear from other people, you can gain from their experiences. So I think it's interesting that Benzoma, according to Sforno, is not talking at all about like Torah wisdom or book smarts. He's talking about like life knowledge, like wisdom, you know. And for that, the more people you talk to, the more you're going to get this kind of wisdom. So this is like, like to me, the paradigm of this is like uh, the humans of New York, I, uh, Brandon uh, Stanton, you know, like he just talks to all people and just learns from everyone or Tim Ferriss, you know, he's interviewing all of the greatest people in all of their fields and just learning whatever you can about how to become good at what you, at what you do, you know? Uh, so that's like the type of, uh, of, of, uh, of like, um, Chachma Sporna holds this is talking about. Yeah, Lauren. Um, yeah, I feel like this mission brings up a lot of interesting discussions about like you were talking about the wisdom thing. I'm thinking about like that. Um, I don't know if she still makes those Dafyomi TikToks. I forgot yeah. what her name was. Miriam. And Miriam I think. Yeah. 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 And there was a big, like, I guess you'd call it a debate between David Beshefkin and Rabbi Ephraim Goldberg about if you can learn Torah from her, like someone mm. like her and what's considered Torah or not. Right. Um, yeah, yeah it, was, it was an interesting discussion. And then I guess also about um, um, thinking about like who you learn from or also like the different Darche Limud, because I'm yeah. thinking about like, this actually is also relevant with everybody Goldberg and he had a, another like disagreement with everybody Arya Leibowitz because everybody Leibowitz thinks like you should have your Rebbe and your Derek Leibowitz and like stick to that and everybody Goldberg is very into like learning from everybody and he'll quote right. this and he'll quote, quote the Rav and and sometimes it feels a little off to me but then maybe there is a nice idea of learning from everybody so it's kind of balancing yeah. to think <laughs> you want to perfect yourself in one way um, but then when do you know to branch out and stuff like that. Right. So that's actually a topic that I would like to take up maybe next week, which is there are a bunch of contrary sources within Chazal about whether it's better to have one Rebbe or to learn from many 
people. And the Miri, you know, the Miri did talk about that um, uh, in, in quoting that Gemara. And so I kind of want to talk about that, especially because for me, I mean, I'm coming from a very, you know, my inclination is much more eclectic, like learning from everyone and reading lots and lots of stuff, you know, and uh, I, I fall out more on that side. So I think that'd be interesting to do. Um, and uh, and I also really am curious about that question about learning from Rabbi Meir, which relates to the TikTok thing you mentioned. Like we do, there is a halakha that you shouldn't learn from someone who, you know, has bad midos, but what is the nature of that halakha? Like, is it, like I said before, like you're going to be influenced by their actions? Is it that the that the, the, the knowledge itself becomes tainted somehow? So I, I'd like to explore those two issues. So let's, let's uh, plan to come back to this first clause of this mission next week. And we'll, uh, we'll try to like, you know, do that and maybe do something more Mepharshim. Uh, and then we'll take a, a two week break before we uh, come back to the next part of the mission. So quick summary here. Rashi said that this is about overcoming your ego. And putting yourself into uh, uh, groups for B'nai Torah um, so that you can get like different ways of thinking that you hadn't had before. Um, Rabbeinu Yona is a, says that the most important quality for becoming a Chacham is love of Chachma. And that's also going to net you Yeras Hashem. And, um, uh, and uh, what else did he say? Oh, and that David considered anyone to be his Rebbe. Uh, his teacher, even if you only taught him one thing. Ben Bahia went the strongest on saying that, like, you should just view this as like making money. Doesn't matter who you make it from, and you don't even have to check them out as long as you're doing, uh, you know, as long as it's honest money, right? As, as long as it's good chachma. And then the Meiri is saying that this is talking about selecting a teacher. You shouldn't have these picky criteria for who becomes your teacher as long as the only thing that matters is how good they are on their subject. Uh, and, and, and that's it. Yeah. Okay. Jam-packed uh, Mishnah here. Uh, so this is good. We, we we learned a lot, even though there were only three of us. And uh, Faga, it's very nice having you back. I I, I missed uh, having you in Chira. So uh, it's really nice to be back. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm, now that I have a longer vacation, I'll be coming much more frequently. So I hope so. Yeah. I'm sorry, we're gonna have a a break in a little while, but but we'll we'll get in some sessions as many as we can. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Have a good night, everyone. Ha have a good happy last day of Hanukkah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Bye. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at Matt-Schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are MattSchneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.